Kalle Vähäjaakkula, captain and co-founder of Space Nation, and you're listening Space But Messier. Hello again everyone. Today we are all experiencing an incredible time paradox thing or dilation or something because it's already June for you, but I'm still at the International Space Development Conference. Recording here has been an absolute blast, and I'm so pumped for today's episode because I just finished an unexpected and incredible conversation with the captain and co-founder of Space Nation, Kale Vaha Jakula, who you heard introduce today's episode. And last night I met Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, so stay tuned for that conversation as well. First things first, though. Thank you so much to... Colin Coleman, and Seth Randall, the newest additions to the Patreon family. Seth, your sticker should be arriving soon. Thank you so, so much. If you haven't heard, listeners like you have committed as little as a dollar a month, and that is why I'm able to be at this conference to begin with. So future goals uh, of ours include taking you on a tour of NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab, going to Johnson Space Center in Houston, and to visit SpaceX Um, for, of course, the unofficial SpaceX podcast, and visit Elon Musk. So if you'd like to contribute, head over to www.spaceputmessier.com and follow the links to the Patreon page. We'd love to have you. But that is not all the news we have uh, today. We do have big news. As you have asked, we're finally answering. We're finally able because of the support. It's time for another t-shirt contest. So many of you have reached out, um, letting us know how much you love the podcast artwork, So um, we threw it on a t-shirt, and it can be yours for one task. All you have to do to enter is review the podcast on iTunes. Now, Herfinator thinks that our podcast is good conversation with solid facts and evidence. Our last winner, winner, Enun3, or Eddie Nunn, says that it's a great podcast, entertaining, informative, and so much fun. So thank you guys so much for those reviews. We want to know what you all think, uh, what you want more of, what you want less of, and how we can make this podcast better for you. So a winner will be chosen this Saturday at 12 noon Pacific time. And if you've already left a review, consider yourself entered. Now, finally, I know we make it to the main event, our main topic today, and all of your reviews will probably consist of asking me to just get on with it, but that's okay. As I was perusing the different booths today at the conference, I saw a man in a bright yellow t-shirt with a familiar logo. And if you haven't listened in a while, here's the basic rundown. A company called Space Nation released an app that allows you to train to become an astronaut, where 100 of the top performers will be chosen to enter a physical astronaut training boot camp where one will be sent to space. This man, however, was none other than Space Nation's captain and co-founder, Kale Vahajakula, because CEO is boring title, he says. Um, after meeting him, he was nice enough to sit down and chat with me and answer all of my questions. So check it out. I'm Kalle Vahajakula, the captain and co-founder of Space Nation. And we at Space Nation want to bring the space close to everyone, everyday people, uh, the new spacer. And one program that we are doing is Space Nation Astronaut Program. So you can start training to become an astronaut with your mobile phone. Uh, and best candidates we select every year to on-site training with NASA astronaut trainers. And then we send like best candidates at least one uh, every year to space for real. 
So suborbital to the International Space Station, Axiom Space Station, Moon and beyond in the future. So Space Nation is a great, fun way to train, but is it legitimate? It turns out that Space Nation has signed a Space Act agreement with NASA, making it absolutely legitimate, basically partnering it with them on this training. And here's what he has to say about that. Yeah, basically the uh, Space Act agreement that we uh, signed with NASA, uh, we have used that uh, to develop the app, basically, uh, or content for that and everything. And with our partner Axiom Space, basically, uh, with them also, they have the astronaut trainers that train the NASA astronaut trainers uh, and with them we've like basically when we created the app we workshop like every week with them uh, and they will come to train then our astronauts that we select basically. Next I got to tell them how much fun we're having in the app. Running from asteroids, learning so much about flight history and even learning Russian. But I asked them about the creative process. How do they decide what to add to the app? So uh, I'm very happy to hear that, and actually based on uh, how you use the app, we're going to refine it also. So we have kind of like two aspects. So one is that we have planned already like different kind of features and content for the future, especially for uh, social features, for the current app version, which is like the first version, and, and in a way you could say as it's worst like that. So uh, uh, for that we planned like this three, about three month cycles that we have like a, a, a lot of new features and content coming up. But the other part of it is that how you now use it and how people use it now, we see like what works, what doesn't work. And based on that, we refine the experiences. It's of course not, not uh, the fastest process, so it takes time. But if you see that these kind of uh, experiences work, so then we need to like uh, refine them and, and create new ones based on that. And it takes of course time. The fastest thing that we can do in a uh, short while if there's like bugs or something that doesn't clearly like very simple uh, things to uh, repair that we do. But I would say that uh, uh, the selection phase is the last quarter of this year and then uh, it's a much different kind of an app experience also altogether uh, at that point. So you will see like uh, much happening on that science and development basically. That is October, people. He said that the selection process will start in the last quarter of this year. Now, I think that it's impossible not to be excited about all this, but then again, I host a space podcast. And for you listeners, this is interesting, of course, but what about the rest of the world? Now, getting the general population and public excited about science is really, really hard. Uh, it really, really takes a lot of, of energy and ingenuity to really um, bring forth science in a way that intrigues people that have really never heard about it. But you know how to reach everyone? Because Space Nation figured it out just use an app. Of course, so I asked him, how did the idea of this app come about? Oh, wow, that's uh, um, actually my co-founder, Mastek Nasir, and a good friend of mine, and, and um, his background comes from the film industry, film director. And, and uh, we kind of share the same kind of values and, and uh, ideas of the future and space uh, from different perspectives. Like my background is more from physics and uh, these kind of things. And uh, uh, then... Uh, he came uh, with the idea that let's make a competition, send the people to the International Space Station, and, and that we would film it, share, everyone could uh, be part of that journey, but everyone could apply for that. And, and use, of course, this was 2013, uh, basically like uh, internet to be involved in all that, and mobile was just like coming a huge thing that and, and, and at that point. So it was kind of a no-brainer when we started that let's make it like kind of like a mobile game 
or gamify that experience and that everyone can train uh, through their mobile phones. And during that period and now, the mobile phones have gone like many steps forward and are still developing and we're using that basically. So okay, it's just a technology, but we didn't have that before to reach like global audiences because like there's more uh, mobile phones in sub-Saharan Africa than uh, electricity field people and that's crazy. So my personal favorite game is the Lunar Signal game. It happens to be Kali's favorite as well, but the Radio Isotope game kicks my butt every single time. So you earn coins by playing games, and there's a serious temptation to skip the missions you aren't good at or the ones that take too long by just paying 80 coins. So this brought him to describe what they're learning about their users and how they actually use the app. Those kind of aspects, of course, are that some games are very difficult like, or yeah. more difficult than we, we realized in beforehand. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's a very human thing if you think about the people that have been developing this for years and are like uh, content writers and creators and that yeah. and our game developers. So they are themselves so uh, inside it already totally. that maybe like some, some of the games or gamified like aspects of training can be a bit too hard also. Uh, and some might even be then uh, the opposite, like too easy. So that is exactly what we are lo looking at the moment. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a better answer no, like no, no, which one is like uh, working. I was just wondering. Yeah, but, um, uh, but that, that is definitely what we are doing currently and, and, and like reviewing. After all this, of course, maybe some of us don't just want to use the app. So I asked him, how else can we be involved in Space Nation? What else are they working on? Check it out. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. And uh, uh, so one part, of course, like we have the uh, Space Nation Orbit, which is like the, uh, which is still... Uh, finding its way to be like the first uh, space uh, lifestyle magazine and online publication actually. So exactly making relatable for non-traditional space uh, people or geeks like yeah. ourselves or me, uh, uh, how to relate with space and, and there's a whole variety of intersections into daily life, even whether we are talking about fashion or food or this kind of that we can tie into space. So that is definitely an interesting uh, uh, place to like that people could be uh, looking into and what we are doing there. Yeah, of course, in social media, these are the current ones, what we are planning, actually, uh, 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 bigger things around, like, the astronaut program and everything, but even physical locations and physical uh, experience centers or training centers. Uh, that might take, like, a year or two, yeah. and we are making, like, a pilot first and iterating on that uh, here in U.S. And, and then also in China, uh, so with partners. But the ultimate idea with those is, is to create like this uh, shopping mall-sized experience centers that we can scale to like variety of cities uh, fast, but also these bigger theme park places, which we call like a space on Earth. Uh, so for example, moon on Earth or Mars on Earth, you can uh, enter the uh, park basically, and you experience that you would be on, uh, on moon. And you could have there like a moon uh, accommodations, a hotel. Uh, you can stay there one day, weekend or a week and experience what you can do in, in moon. And we try to simulate in different ways, not just VR, AR or mixed reality, but in physical experiences and projections to get you the illusion that you are on moon, for example. That uh, So th that's kind of the further along the way that we've been developing and, uh, and, and with certain partners. But for example, we had an Iceland campaign last week uh, so we had people training, uh, astronaut training uh, in Iceland on the footsteps of Apple astronauts. So uh, Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong and most of the Apple <laughs> astronauts trained there because Iceland is the closest thing uh, moon-like environment. Yeah. 
and we are actually making it uh, as an experience for everyone. So basically in the future, uh, if you're a tourist or corporation, whoever, uh, you can buy through us like one day, weekend or week long astronaut experience in Iceland also. Oh, wow. And that we are doing, going to do in multiple other locations, not just in Iceland. So there's a lot of uh, these locations that uh, current NASA astronaut or uh, European Space Agency astronaut train uh, where are moon-like, Mars-like environments uh, for astronaut training and we plan to like spread uh, these experiences to all of those places. Okay, I don't know if you heard him correctly, but they're planning on building space shopping malls. Okay, this is going to be awesome. Huge, huge structures um, where you can visit Moon or Mars on Earth. Um, I personally can't wait for this. I do not know if I will be able to be an astronaut. So this is really, really exciting. Um, but that being said, some question that I, I really like to ask everyone in the industry, because they all seem to have different answers, is what advice they have for those of us who dream of becoming an astronaut, but we have roadblocks, uh, whether it be uh, fear or lack of resources or whatever. And here's what he said. Basically, becoming an astronaut, uh, uh, there's a big myth that you need to be an Iron Man or Iron Woman and super smart and that kind of things. Uh, basically, many of the skills that are needed from astronauts are the same skills that you need in your life, whether it's social or work life. So healthy lifestyle, creative problem serving, solving, uh, learning new things, applying them, and above all, teamwork. That's the singular most important uh, astronaut skills. Not just getting along with different kind of people or different backgrounds, but actually working with them towards a common goal. So uh, I, I think like if you think about your personal life and what you're now doing and these kind of skills, uh, I think that's an easy way to come and check it out what the astronaut uh, uh, training or experiences are. Uh, and if you don't want to go to space, you will still gain skills that are beneficial for you in your life. I could not agree more. That teamwork is the absolute most important skill, which brings us to a lovely, lovely topic that we all love talking about, which is politics. For those of you who do not know or who do not live in the United States, um, the United States of America and the administration have decided that they really need to step up their game and compete with China when it comes to space exploration. Now, this is not my idea of teamwork. I, this is actually the, not the, the definition of teamwork whatsoever. Um, I definitely disagree with this, um, and international cooperation should be the one goal that we strive for uh, when it comes to space exploration. It's going to bring humanity together. It is really, really effective in stopping tensions and wars, and I really think that's how we need to go about this. So. Um, I am not afraid to say it, that we should be working together with other countries, not competing against them. The time for competitiveness is over. The first people to get to the moon uh, was us. The first people to put a satellite in space was the Russians. But the American people needed that. They needed that sense of competition to inspire them to move forward. But now we already know that we can do all of these things. So you guys just need to put your pride aside and start working together and start being more realistic about what it actually takes to become successful on the moon. Now, that being said, speaking of advice uh, that we're given on how to become an astronaut, Jeff Bezos also gave his two cents. Now, last night, Jeff Bezos was here at ISDC accepting the Gerard K. O'Neill Memorial Award for Furthering Space Settlement. Now, for those of you who do not know who Jeff Bezos is, I've said his name like five times. You're probably like, who is this dude? I don't really care. Jeff Bezos is the founder and CEO of Amazon and founder of Blue Origin. 
So it started in 2000, the year 2000, Blue Origin. Um, it's a privately funded aerospace company, and they develop launch systems for human uh, space transportation, uh, specifically commercially. And so they're, they're kind of like, uh, they're really similar to SpaceX, um, except they're, they're going to be more dedicated to human transportation rather than uh, like CubeSats and things like that. Now, Blue Origin's New Shepard will provide space tourism flights uh, beyond the Kármán line, which is uh, the internationally recognized boundary of space. And the new Glenn heavy booster is due to begin launching large satellite payloads in 2020. And so it, it should be capable of serving lunar and cislunar destinations as well, which is going to be absolutely so cool. Um, but before the gala last night, I left the session uh, where the cast of The Expanse was answering questions, and I ran in, I straight in, ran straight into this huge crowd of people, and you could tell it was kind of all focused on one area. And so I knew, obviously, it was Jeff Bezos, because he was standing, um, or he was attending the gala uh, in his honor, but I wasn't expecting him so soon. So I readied my mic, shuffled through the crowd, and got as close as I could. I even got to hear his famous Jeff Bezos laugh. (laughs) Yep, that one. Um, now, this is the richest man in the world, worth $133 billion with some of the loosest security I've ever seen. I mean, Bill Nye had tighter security than this guy. We were all pushed together like sardines, uh, being kind of moved through this crowd. And so I saw an opportunity to slip between his guards and finally reached him. I stopped right beside him. I introduced myself and I asked him how he was. And he said, that's great. How are you? And I was a little taken back. But I responded as calm as I could, uh, and I started off with a reminder. I said, you know, Mr. Bezos, our generation will be the ones operating your spacecraft. What advice do you have for the younger generation who want to grow up and become astronauts and pilots to do so? Here's what he said. Well, I, I think um, it's the same advice I would give to anybody for any field, which is follow your passions, be proud of your choices rather than your gifts, but do celebrate your gifts work hard for what you want and uh, you know that's and what that would be true whether you want to be an astronaut or whether you want to be an engineer or an artist or a scientist excellent thank you very much my pleasure have a good night all right I have to say Jeff Bezos was so nice and he was truly present during our conversation he was looking right at me really really intent on what I was saying and while I wish I had more time with him he was whisked away to the gala where he instantaneously saved the expanse in front of the entire cast which of course was really really awesome so thank you so much for everyone for sending me to isdc and to have the amazing conversations that i've had join us next week as we learn about how space companies today are already using the harsh environments of earth to prepare for journeys to mars thank you for joining me this weekend as we sail to the stars but celebrity type of stars this time bye everyone Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Rocket Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. You got a bunch of guys about to turn blue. We're breathing again. Thanks a lot. That's one small step for man. One giant leap for mankind. That was definitely an e-ticket.